Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. What the hell's happening on a Wednesday here? Good morning, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Remember when LeVar used to uh, give us the hump day stuff? Hump, hump, Man, that was... Yeah, but you know what I appreciate about LeVar is he has a, a knack or a feel for like, all right, it's going to run its course. Yeah. We're, we're good here. You know, yeah, yeah. we got to come point. up with something new. You yeah, know? yeah, I, I like that. That's how you know someone's kind of cool is huh. when they don't like overrun something too much. They're like, no, nah, it, it, we did it. It was yeah. fun. It was, it was cool. good. Yeah. It was good. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to put on no clown suits yeah. or anything. I feel like you know? uh, I feel like it's a, a shot at the uh, ribs over here. No shot at you. We just don't want to fall for the old banana and the tailpipe joke. That's all. It's always by the way. By the way, Levar Jonas has fallen for that trick a lot of times. Yeah, it's a lot of bananas in the tailpipe. Yeah, I just confuse which tailpipe we're talking about. So, so we are. Might be the most provocative sports talk show. <laughs> I'm not ever a, I'm not a car guy. Oh, what, what do you want oh, from me? Okay, yeah, I don't know what right. you were talking about. What's to find the tailpipes? So now we, of course, watch uh, every single football game uh, that is ever on, uh, including uh, some of us who uh, like to take uh, special interest in the late night college football games, uh, whether it's Oregon State or Hawaii or et cetera, et cetera, because they've got gambling interests or whatever. But we intake a lot of football here on this show. Football is the key sport that we cover on this show uh, because football is king. And so, of course, we were going to watch the Super Bowl. Like, that, you know, was a given. We were going to watch the Super Bowl. A lot of people were going to watch the Super Bowl. I just didn't realize that 113 million people in this country were going to watch the Super Bowl between the numbers that came out just on the NBC broadcast and then the streaming numbers. I also may be more surprised that Rams Bengals did better numbers this year than Mahomes versus Brady last year. I don't know what 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 that's an indicator of, but regardless, huge numbers, huge success. If you're the NFL, if you're an NFL fan, you got to feel good about where the league is at right now. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's it was the most watched game in what five years? Yeah, I believe Seahawks so uh, Patriots was the most watched Super Bowl. Um, right. in 2014, I think it was, or 2015, whatever the number uh, date was. So yeah, I think it? well, 2014 season in the 2015 year. If yeah, that there makes you any go. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, here here's what I guess it's not surprising, right? To see hundreds of millions watch. We kind of get that every year, almost with the Super Bowls. Maybe last year not so much. I think the broadcast had 90 million. This year was 99, and with the streaming, another 10 million thrown on top of that, or so. Um, what was more surprising to me is what the hell are the other two-thirds of the country doing? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm being serious. Like, we have 330 million people in this country. That's based on the consensus. And we've got 100 and some million watching. What are the other two-thirds of you doing? Seriously. Nerds. Like, what are you doing? I, I, don't, I don't know what pe- other people are doing. Well, everyone else I know is, like, talking about it. They're watching it. They're, going, they're having a party for it. They're watching it themselves. I just... Are there really two thirds of the country who don't like partake in something that's like it's adopted worldwide? Yeah, I think they're probably like hitting like, you know, symbols and doing stretches and, you know, walking in mountains and hippies. They're hippies climbing like, you know, Mount Everest, stuff like that. 
I just think that you know, <laughs> there's a large pot, and, and I mean, and how, how many it. people are climbing Mount Everest? <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, I don't of know. The other 200 billion. Yeah, I'll just say, you know, then there's the the you know, we we talk about the the group of people that uh, Cooper Cup has made very famous and popular uh, as true. of late. I yeah, mean, there's yeah. that population. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ooh, hold on, let me let you me know. look up the actual numbers of how many Amish there are in the That's United States. Yeah, please oh. do. That's good. I will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these are things that you have to take into consideration when well, wondering why the, the, the total isn't higher. You know? Well, I was thinking if we could start off with a game today and figuring Uh-oh. out. Uh, oh, uh, this is a significant number, by the way. Th- this is a very okay, significant I'd love, number. I, I would like to guess at this. Right. Uh, do, we have, do we have Amish game show music here uh, on, a, on a Wednesday? A little. Uh... All right, so Brady, what's the name of this game since you just came up with it on the air here on Fox Sports Radio? What do we got? Um, it's... <laughs> Guess how it's, many Amish people are how out there? How many Amish people are there in the United States? <laughs> That's good. It, 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 it really rolls off the tongue, so that that, that works. Uh, all right. Um, I will take the first stab at this. Mm. I am going to go 42. 42 uh, what? Total Amish people. Yeah. 42. No. Yeah, just 42. <laughs> 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 what, was, what? Hey man, That's, my head uh, was hurt yesterday from laughing with y'all. I'll, I'll put it this you way: can't do it. You can't what do, do you it mean? so early. We can't laugh like this so early. You said forty-two, like yeah. uh, and uh, you ever met an Amish person? Come on. Um, I have, I'm gonna put actually. it this way: I don't know if, uh, well, there could be some states with that number. However, uh, the top ten, it's that's not even close. There's, you want me to tell you the total number? Yes. Okay, the what total number. Can Lavar get? I mean, Lavar, you're making okay. fun of me. How about you give yeah. a legitimate guess here? That's, that's true. Yeah. Oh man! All right, let's let's go with nine million. <laughs> We're so off. We're so there far is, off. They're so very, they're very far in the people. other direction. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to go not that many Amish people but, in the world. By the way, I thought he was going to go 43 uh, just to play a little price. <laughs> just right. Right. Yeah, well, price they, is right. Are they, <laughs> man, are they endangered? Well, they might, you maybe, maybe consider it that. All right. So there's the estimates are there are 344,670 Amish <laughs> in the United States. 300,000? Okay. 344,000. Oh, wow. That is very low. So I, I was closer. It's very, it's very disturbing. You're way now, closer. LeVar, yeah. <laughs> if I was to ask you, LeVar, which state has the most? Okay, I would say good. Pennsylvania. All right. You would be right. Okay. You would be right. So Pennsylvania, they estimate they're number one at 81,500. And then who would be the second state? Ohio. Florida. There you go. Nope. Ohio. Ohio sits at two with 78,280. Now, the states with the smallest Amish population, Montana, Maine, Oklahoma, Colorado, Nebraska, California. West Virginia. Hawaii? Uh, actually, actually, no. California is not on that list, but uh, I'm not seeing numbers for how much they have. Hawaii also mm. is not on that list, uh, which, which probably doesn't surprise me. I people. would assume there's none there. Yeah. yeah Florida's actually say. on a smaller yeah. list, too. In fact, their populations, they're so small. They don't even really record it because it's it's not that much. Yeah, like Illinois, Illinois is ten. They have seventy two hundred. How many are in Utah? Illinois. 
It doesn't stay. They're not even in the top oh, they're 10. Not even, you said they're not. Yeah. There's <laughs> more Amish in the state of New York. There's 21,000 in the state of New York. By the way, they're you, clearly East Coasters. By the way, you could say whatever you want about me working as the rat at Chuck E. Cheese. Try being the guy who's got to count Amish people in this country. What a loser. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. Seriously. I, mean, I, I see what he's doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see what he's doing because yeah, you're, trying you're to literally diminish the going, rat. You're literally going to the Amish population to like get their census. It's not like you're able to email them or yeah. they can fill something up online. <laughs> what are we he's, talking he's, about here? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, how many of you guys are in this house? Hey, you under the cow. Uh, there are two or three of you there. <laughs> uh, okay, six? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, people wondering why we're talking about this, it's because Cooper Cup looks Amish. Just want to uh, bring it all together here. Super Bowl champion MVP Cooper Cup. He's made so. him relevant. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, but with that being said, <laughs> so with that being bad. said, they most likely are a part of the population that did. So there was at least 300,000 or so people that yeah. did not watch the Super Bowl. I, I right. just, there you it, go. It is weird that that many people just don't partake in what is the biggest event every single year in in, in the NFL and beyond. Like the Super Bowls, like even people that don't care about football, watch the Super Bowl. There's something there for everybody. And you got that many people that just don't watch. It's weird. Hold on for a second, because if you think that's weird, here's what's even weirder when you dig into the numbers, okay? Uh, So of the, what, 100 million that watched on NBC's broadcast, okay? And they rate each TV market by the total number of televisions in that market. So population matters, basically, right? More people, more TVs. That's how the Nielsen goes about finding these ratings. If you were to, t- if I was to ask you what was the number one rated market, what would you guys say? California. Oh, L.A. Well, not no, it's not state, city. City. Uh, I, I would LA. say. I'd say New York. Okay, New York. No. L.A. wasn't even the top 10. Jesus. Not even in the top 10. That's pathetic, man. So you've got Cincinnati was number one. Wow. And then number two, as far as highest rated market, was Detroit, Michigan. Wow. <laughs> so many Lions fans <laughs> living vicariously oh, through you do Matthew know. Stafford winning a Super well, Bowl. Well, you do know the running joke was Eminem and Matthew Stafford being in the Super Bowl with LA being in LA and with the Rams was the closest the Detroit fans. Oh, that is just oh, Super Bowl. Now wow. that's cruel. That yeah. is wow. cruel. But I mean, but hold on. Now it might sound like a diss, but just what what Brady just said kind of, you know, makes the argument. You know, kind of validates the point. Like we're here. We've made it. Yeah. We have made it to the Super Bowl. Our sons, Eminem and Matthew Stafford, are on the biggest stage. Uh, in sports. I mean, I'll look, Eminem's a separate conversation. If I'm a Detroit Lions it? fan, I'm rooting against Matt Stafford in that game. Well, maybe sorry. that's why they were watching. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they were watching for that reason. Maybe. Uh, let me go through the other uh, cities because it is really interesting. It's Pittsburgh is in there. Pittsburgh's third. 100%. Columbus, Kansas City, Milwaukee. 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 <laughs> uh, like Cleveland. That. Okay. Boston, Philly, and one of our favorites, Jacksonville. All right. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, that? Jacksonville actually per capita is a, a really big um, city. It, I don't know that the population is necessarily well, that big. Well, because it was their only chance to watch good football this year. It leads me back to this Stupid. question. 
I asked what the other two-thirds of the country are doing. What the hell is going on in L.A., man? Is, is this because it's a fractured market? Is this because they just – we, we don't care, dude. Like, maybe you could say, we oh. We don't care, dude. <laughs> like, maybe you could up. say, well, hey, people went to the game. Here's the problem with that theory. You had more Bengals fans there than you did Rams fans. It, it, there's just not a. A real interest. There's not. Because people, like, you, you can say what you want about L.A., but people just, because they were gone, football was gone for so long, you just adopted other teams. Like, it was just, like, look, I, I, can, I can tell you where a Browns bar is in L.A. I can tell you where a Steelers bar is in L.A. I can tell you where, like, places are to go watch specific teams. I, I can't tell you where an L.A. Rams bar is in L.A. I have no clue where it's at. Cowboys, Raiders. I can tell you all these different places to go. And I can't tell you where they go to watch Rams games. There's just not the appeal here that a lot of people thought I'm there in. would be. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Listen, uh, I-, I thought this was an interesting strategy. You know, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, there's uh, 30 other teams that aren't playing in the Super Bowl, but one team is trying to win uh, a, I don't know if this is a PR battle or at least trying to win the heart of their best player. Uh, but there was a report out from uh, Adam Schefter and some others at uh, NFL Network over the weekend. They said that the Packers are willing to, quote, go all in to bring Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, and there's this mm. thought that his uh, relationship with them is uh, on as good a terms as it has been, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So how about that, Brady Quinn? I mean, I mean, uh, not everybody uh, is just uh, giving uh, roses to their loved one on uh, Valentine's Day. The Packers, uh, before Valentine's Day, throwing out some bouquets there to Aaron Rodgers. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Mark Murphy and Brian Gutenkunst, the, the entire brain trust there up in Green Bay, uh, sure, surely doing everything, at least on the outside, from the optics, to make it look like, hey, Look what we're offering you. They even threw out a dollar amount. They leaked out $45 million a year. Um, just a very savvy, savvy move uh, for an organization that realizes they might be dealing with a quarterback who just doesn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of this conversation. Is you know Before uh... the year last year, when they restructured his deal, they offered him more money then. If he wanted more money... He could have taken it then, and instead of restructuring his contract to have one less year, he could have extended it and gotten more money out of it. So, the the whole and enticed by the forty five million and all that, you know, I, I'm I'm sure. Look, it's it's attractive. Let's be let's be real. It's forty five million, maybe over two years. That's ninety million bucks. It's an attractive offer. It's you know probably still a little short of what he should be paid. He probably should be paid fifty million a year. He's the back to back MVP. But they're actually taking a page out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook. Do you remember when all the stuff came out last year about Rodgers potentially wanting to be somewhere else or going somewhere else? Yeah. When was that again? Off season. When in the off season though? Uh, or it wasn't uh, early. Yeah, it wasn't. No, you want to know when it was? Well, what, NFL right. draft. Mm. It was around the NFL draft where that rumor had leaked out about all that. Yeah. And remember how he got flack for all, oh, you know, he's it taking away. He's taking away from these players getting drafted You're in their right. moment. You're right. So it was a page out of his playbook with how it first became public around a big event. And then what do the Packers do? 
they go, oh, we would need to make sure we get this out there because as soon as this game ends, we all know what the biggest story is in the NFL offseason. It's the Aaron Rodgers watch and what ends up happening with that. So what do they do? They get to the press first. They start leaking out, hey, this is what we've offered them. We're willing to go all in. We're willing to do whatever it takes. Okay, but you had the chance to do that before last season, and it really didn't change much. So I, I just, you know, I don't doubt that they they all have very good standing with one another. I don't doubt that they've made offers, you know, to him to try to entice him, make him happy. I'm sure he's he's got some things he wants, no different than bringing Randall Cobb on uh, to be a part of their team last year. And obviously him and Devontae Adams want to play together. They'll have to franchise tag, if not, you know, agree to a long-term extension with Adams. But the one thing staring them in the face that I think they have to address before they can ultimately clear the way for his return is Jordan Love. Bingo. At some point, they have to either acknowledge that it was a mistake and trade him and get whatever they can back for him. Or they need to address it because we tend to forget Aaron Rodgers didn't play for his first three years behind Brett Favre. Jordan Love, if he was not to play this year, it'd be his third year not playing. The difference between that scenario and this scenario is Rodgers, the way he was viewed coming out of that draft class, was viewed as a potential top 10, maybe the first quarterback taken. The 49ers took Alex Smith instead. I don't know as many people that were saying Jordan Love's a surefire first-round pick. And, and that's why it came as a bit of a surprise that the, the Packers traded up to take him. And so now they're in the position where they have to not only navigate the situation with Aaron Rodgers, who's the back-to-back MVP, but they've also got to figure out what they have in Jordan Love without really seeing much real game time playing from him. And they've got to pick up his fifth-year option without seeing much of that. So it, it's an incredibly... Uh, difficult scenario, I think, for Brian Gutenkunst, who traded up to take Jordan Love, to then have to openly, basically, make you know, admit a mistake, and then on top of that, put their team in a position where they're going to have to make some tough cuts to some veteran guys, and they're going to have to sign back Adams, they're going to have to sign back Rodgers, or extend him out years. That's going to put them in a cap situation very similar when Aaron Rodgers is all said and done if he stays. Similar to what we're seeing with the Saints. When you're, what, $70 million over the cap or whatever that number is? Some astronomical number. And look, the Packers are going to be close once they franchise tag Adams. I mean, that's just the reality of, of this whole scenario. You unloaded a lot there. And I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like there's – I mean, that's that's it. Like, there's there's – I could come behind it and say whatever. But, I mean, that's it. The biggest thing in this whole entire – storyline where where my train was merged onto a the track that Brady is on is this is damning the most damning aspect of them saying they're going all in regardless of what the true intent is it does not support Jordan Love it does not drive home the point that Jordan Love is the quarterback of your future it does not give the vote of confidence to your fan base that Jordan Love was the right pick and now the conversation has to turn to what Brady just said is 
How do you justify what you did? Because if you do go in a different direction, if you do admit you made a mistake, so on and so forth, I do believe the fan base will be forgiving, more understanding than what they may be anticipating if Brady or if 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 Aaron Rodgers were to return. Now, you're putting it on the line to see if 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 Aaron Rodgers will come back and you're not mentioning Jordan Love, and the fact that you're not mentioning Jordan Love in these scenarios and you're willing to give it all up, do everything you need to do to keep Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, it's just I I think that it tells you what you need to know. And then now the next question that it leads to for me is how much – does Jordan Love have value-wise left after sitting for the amount of time that he's been sitting for and Green Bay trying to keep Aaron Rodgers on their on their roster? What's the value? How do you get your value back for trading up to get him? I don't I, think it's possible. I just wonder when this decision is going to be made one way or the other. Because Rodgers said in his interview with Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk, it's not something that he's going to wait around months and months and months for. He's going to make the decision pretty quick. So is this a next two weeks, next three weeks? I mean, is the draft the you know unofficial deadline when this stuff gets done? I, I just feels like... You know, the Packers are getting aggressive with this, letting it be known publicly, hey, we're going all in. We want everything to, to bring him back, so on and so forth. I, and, and I think Rodgers is really the – I think he's the most important part of what happens next season in the NFL because if he stays in Green Bay, I think the Packers are hands down the favorite in the NFC – but if he ends up going to a team like Denver or one of these other teams, then it not only opens up the NFC to where the Rams feel like they could be the best team there uh, or potentially the Cowboys, but now you factor in another AFC team in an already loaded conference. I just wonder how soon until we have an official decision on this. I, I think if he stays in Green Bay, that's largely what it's all about then. It's about trying to continue to give it one last run to go win a Super Bowl and knowing that if you go in the AFC, I mean, think about Denver, which I know has been floated out there, and Nathaniel Hackett's now there as their head coach, who is the former OC there in Green Bay. Think about, though, the difficulty of just trying to win that division, let alone the conference, yeah. with KC, who's the favorite, at least as of right now, to win the Super Bowl next year at plus 700 odds from, from what I saw. But outside of you know maybe Tennessee, you'd say the AFC South, where if that scenario, which has been floated out there, happened to work out, look, they were the number one seed last year. You would think with Aaron Rodgers on that squad, they would be you know, a team that would once again look to be the number one seed, at a minimum win the division. I don't think there's, there's much of a challenge there, it's, you know, not knowing what the Colts are going to do with Wentz, and you know, that's really the only competition in, in, the, in the division. So maybe that's one other scenario. But still, it, I mean, you, you're, in a, you're in a position where you're still going to have to play Buffalo with Josh Allen and Kansas City uh, with Patrick Mahomes and Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and, you know, all, all the other teams are going to throw into that mix. You're still going to, even if you're the number one seed, have to go through two of those teams in order to get there. Whereas your point to the NFC, where they'd be the clear favorite, all right, I mean, the Rams, you'd have to go through the Rams at some point. You know, Minnesota's probably going to be a, a worthy adversary, but we don't know how that, what that's going to look like with a first-year head coach and Kevin O'Connell. Um, you start kind of looking around going, wait a second, if, if Tom Brady doesn't come back, where's the resistance in the NFC? Dallas? 
I mean, don't you got to see it from Dallas before you really yeah, believe I don't it anymore? Think they're the resistance. Yeah. They, I, mean, I mean, they might be kind of like one of those deals that you wrap around like the little bungee cords, and then you drop them, and then you go fast. Like they'll hold, they'll hold you back for a little bit, but then eventually you'll you'll spring out of there and and get ahead, and they'll just be where they're at. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, as it stands right now, look, we're going to waffle back and forth. There's this no dominant based. teams in the NFC if you really think about there's, it. There's there's not, and there's a feeling based on the odds, and we can go you know further into you know later on some of the odds for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. But with the odds out, and you see the Rams uh, better, you know, have better odds to win a Super Bowl. So do the Dallas Cowboys. There's a feeling that that is sportsbook maybe leaning towards the potential of Rodgers being dealt that you know if they felt confident enough that Rodgers was going to be back in Green Bay I just don't see how you have the Rams or the Cowboys ahead of the Packers odds wise so maybe there's a feeling from sports books or people in Vegas we're leaning towards the side of, of him getting dealt as it stands right now, how do you guys feel this goes? Does he get dealt? Are, are we still feeling the same I'm we stand, did? I'm staying solid on on what I said. I'm because I said it, so I'm gonna stay solid on. It. <laughs> I think he's uh, I, look. I, just, I I think he's gone. I, I just feel like this is. It's if if he if he knew or if it, if the answer of the decision was I'm just going to come back I think that they would already be said it would already be done. I just think that it's done. You have to look at things as it applies to Aaron Rodgers, as it's always going to be some type of a riddle, and you have to figure out the riddle. But he only he's the only one that knows the 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 answer to that riddle, right? And I think that that's just how he does things, and I think that it's pretty dope. If you really think about it, because you you whether you think you know it or you don't, there's a chance he might hit you with an angle that you weren't contemplating, that you I, weren't thinking about. I, I think there's so many different ways of looking at this, but could you imagine the? Oh, let's me first say this: if you are the Packers and he comes to you and says, "I just think we should both go our separate ways. It's time for Jordan. It's time for me to move on." You know, let's work this out where I'm going. The two teams that have been thrown out there in Denver and Tennessee are in a different conference. I don't know that you're going to get much resistance from Mark Murphy and Brian Gutenkunst if that scenario played itself out because you don't have to worry about playing them, you know, twice a season like they did Brett Favre when he ultimately made his way to the Vikings, right? Not saying that Rodgers couldn't do that if he keeps playing long enough, but at least in the short term, you're like, yeah, we don't have to really worry about this, right? Like, we've, we've got, you know, you know, the Tennessee Titans aren't on our schedule. You know, maybe we'd see them in the Super Bowl. So that might make it a little easier to digest. I think from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, could you imagine how excited any of those fan bases would be for him? I mean, I'm not saying, like, he's run his course in Green Bay, but I do think maybe there's this element of there's some fans that don't appreciate what they have in him or – they're tired of maybe it was the the immunization conversation. Maybe it was some of the, you know, the way things have gone in the off season. You know, maybe they're like, all right, we're just ready to move on. We've done this before. We've gone to the next guy. Maybe there's that general feeling. Whereas meanwhile, he's like, I can't wait to go to a team that's going to welcome me with open arms, a la how the Bucks feel felt about Tom Brady, T- Tampa Bay, how the Rams felt about Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's got the opportunity now, watching the past two seasons, to go. Yeah, I could go somewhere else and do this. Live in a place where look, this isn't a knock on Green Bay, but I, I think I'd rather live in Nashville oh, over wow. Green Bay. That is so insulting. Can, can I can I throw something out at you guys? Sure. Just listening to what what 
is being said, it makes me wonder. Like, if you think about Tom Brady, what was the biggest question going into Tampa Bay? Was it him or was it Belichick? Right? Was his yeah. success based off of Bill, him being a system guy, or was it Tom Brady's brilliance, right? Yeah. He wins the Super Bowl that first year. So whatever it is you had to say, whatever conclusion you want to come up with, you could come up with it. But one thing that you have to have in the conclusion is that Tom Brady is a bad mother effort with or without Bill Belichick, yeah, with or right. without the Patriots. He's that's, a bad man. That's a bad man. A bad man. You could talk all the S you want to talk on Matthew Stafford, but Matthew Stafford in his first season with a, with a legitimate Super Bowl contender wins Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yep. Right? Yep. In a way, it bolsters what could be considered a lackluster campaign as a pro at the elite level of talent with his arm in the NFL. So this further defines and shapes in a positive manner Matthew Stafford's career for now, right? Imagine Aaron Rodgers is leaving under those same pretenses and could be considered largely just as good on the same level, if not better, as a quarterback than Tom Brady. Some can debate it. You could say, you know, one is a better winner. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, we don't need to get into the debate of who's better, but on the level of elites of elites, that's where Aaron Rodgers resides. Does this put more pressure on Aaron Rodgers and for his legacy if he were to continue on and go play somewhere else if he does not have the success that a Tom Brady or a Matthew Stafford had? Because yeah. we are always looking at him as the guy who's the most talented that only could get to one or win one Super Bowl. I, I guess my question then would be, how is it any different if he stays in Green Bay? Like so, it's I mean, okay at if least, he doesn't win one in Green Bay, but well, if, if he, you know if you, what I'm saying, yeah. But I think if you think about it from the standpoint of if he were to stay in Green Bay, the justification is they've done that together. It's not like you had to leave to go see if you could go get it done somewhere else, and we can judge you and base you off of different digs and, and a different team, which we would assume you're leaving so that you could try to go win a Super Bowl somewhere else. But, but if that were the case, if we're doing the comp between Brady and Belichick, then the comp here would be him and McCarthy, and I think we've already established without Mike McCarthy, he's all right. I mean, he's done pretty good the past couple no, of years. No, I don't think that that's the, the comparison because, again, you're talking about one of the most elite and most impressive football players that has ever played the game, and he only has one Super Bowl to show for it. Yeah, that's going to always back be back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, yeah but I get that. But I get that part. And, I mean, he's got back-to-back MVPs now. But with that being said, that is the, the, the conversation point that is connected to Aaron Rodgers. That that has been there. So right, I'm just but, I'm just saying, does that up yeah, the stakes? I, I mean, I, I could care less whether it, it, it does or it doesn't. I'm just saying, is that a valid point to think that there's a possibility that the pressure of him winning goes up because that is now the trend for quarterbacks of his caliber or below it, it, to, to it, leave. It's the expectation. I think that's the expectation is he's coming there to win, to win a Super Bowl. Now, again, I think the truth is either way you're looking at it saying, I only got so many more years left. Whether I'm in Green Bay or Tennessee, my, my whole my whole determination is winning a Super Bowl. Like that. that's all – at this point, like he's second to Peyton Manning in MVPs. 
Like he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No one's debating that. True. It's about where what gives me the best chance to go win a Super Bowl. I, I don't know that there's any more pressure one way or another. I think it ultimately depends on how he wants his legacy to be defined. Whereas if he goes to somewhere else, you know, it's going to incorporate another franchise, a different brand, as opposed to how Brett Favre, you know, like you know what kind of a la Brett Favre. Whereas if he stays in Green Bay and finishes career there. And they are able to win one, then then they get to then they get it done, right? Then they get the check on the box. Like, I almost wonder if there'd be a little bit of a bittersweetness in going somewhere else and winning one, where it's like, all right, it, it wasn't where I was drafted, it wasn't where I spent the majority of my career, or probably how I'll be recognized. Well, it's, as justifi- a Hall of it's justifiable, though. Yeah, you know but, but I mean? again, to, to Jonas's point, I don't think anyone sits there and goes, is it Mike McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur or Aaron Rodgers? Like, I don't think it's the same debate. Um, I think everyone realizes, like, Rodgers was a su- supreme talent. Mike McCarthy, even after winning the division this year, is still, for whatever reason, viewed on the hot seat, which is kind of odd. Um, but I don't think anyone's debating, like, the reason for success between the two. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's a debate between Mike McCarthy. I'm saying, is it a debate that he could have won more if he was somewhere else? See, I think what we've learned this year about Aaron Rodgers is that people just don't like him. Like there's a lot of people just so no matter where he goes or what his decision is, he's going to get heat for the fact that, well, if, if they don't win this year, uh, what, what all this talk about Rodgers, people just don't like the guy. And for whatever reason, you don't think that it would give justification to have more of that that the vitriol towards him going somewhere else? Oh, if he went somewhere else, of course. Every, but but they're going to look for any reason to bury Rodgers. Like they're going like so basically he wasted all our time threatening to leave and then ended up just staying in Green Bay. Man, this guy. And then if he leaves, oh, he just walked out on Green Bay. Like either way, they're just going to find something wrong with him. They just don't I, like the guy. He, he's polarizing. I, I agree. And and I think there will be that conversation. Like people people will find they'll, they'll nitpick at whatever they want. Uh, Whether he wins, loses, whatever they want, they'll, they'll nitpick. And, and by the way, the Titans are at the Packers this upcoming season, so potentially, uh, you know, maybe a little, uh, little fun there, a little reunion. It's a one game. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. By the way, Eddie, wasn't there a um, uh, some noteworthy uh, a name, a winner at the uh, Winter Olympics, right? There was somebody from France uh, who won a big event uh, in the Winter I, Olympics? I, I did think that I saw a, uh, I think it was a figure skater whose name was Papadakis? Oh, how about how about that? And 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 wouldn't you know it? Uh, we have maybe a relative of that uh, figure mm. skater here with us uh, on FSR. He is the great Petros Papadakis, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show on AM five seventy LA Sports, Fox College Football Analyst. What's up, Pac Man? It's oh, common Greek name. <laughs> <laughs> Very it's common. A common Greek name. Interesting. Relatively common. Uh, I am not related to ice dancer Gabby Papadakis, mm. although she has no trouble breathing. Mm. I believe she had a wardrobe malfunction a, a few years back, if you guys want to look that up. 
Oh, oh. Okay. well, oh, okay. be right on that a little research. Why you don't, you why you don't put your fifth cousin out there like that? Yeah, come on. Well, she, we, I mean, she's Greek, but yeah. that's about as far as it goes. Uh, oh, Petros, okay. uh, I mean, I'm I mean, sure she's from the same village of uh, goat lovers that we are. But. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Petros, uh, are you excited for the uh, Rams Super Bowl parade? Uh, it's going to be yeah. huge in this town, huh? You How about know, that? I, I we had a whenever something happens, like a championship is won or something like that on our show over the years, we clear the decks and we talk to Bill Plaschke, who is well, people nationally know him from around the horn, but he's our columnist here in town, who's kind of the columnist, not kind of, he is the writer of record. So. We always like to take the temp. We play him ABBA because he likes ABBA, and uh, we like to take the temperature of what's going on. And I mean, I think I was like two questions in, and I asked Bill how they're going to have a parade without embarrassing themselves. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's a real question, and, and I, I mean, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that funny, you mm. know. I mean, they should just accept it, and that's kind of the problem with the Rams that this is a football neutral town. It's a football town. But it's a football neutral town. Now, my nine-year-old son that watched the Rams win the Super Bowl and his friends, they're going to have a connection to the team that we don't have. And that's just the way it is. As long as there's asses in the seats, it doesn't make a difference. And they're doing fine there. Both teams are, the Chargers and the Rams. So that being said, I don't know how they pull off a parade where everybody's got to show a vax pass or a negative test. to go it's a two block parade but they're two big blocks one of the blocks is usc and the other block is exposition park the rose garden that museum with the plane on it and (laughs) they're going to end up at the coliseum so i mean it's not far (laughs) so hopefully what they can do is just get enough people there just like the UCLA College Game Day when they played Oregon this year, everybody was really worried because we all know this town. We know people don't get up and get on the 405 at 4 in the morning to hold up a sign. <laughs> this ain't Auburn, Alabama. People just aren't. They're not going to do that. And UCLA pulled it off to where it just wasn't embarrassing. Mm. Right? Martin Jarman, the AD, who's a really proactive guy, he went around the dorms. He talked to kids personally. He knocked on doors. He passed out flyers and T-shirts. And and they got enough people there to where it wasn't a joke to everybody in social media, coast to coast. That's what the Rams have to do. But having to show a Vax Pass to show up doesn't really <laughs> – I mean, we're going to cover it. Jonas is doing uh, coverage, yeah. I heard. Uh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, right. Fred is uh, – Interesting. Yeah, Fred yeah. is doing uh, – Fred Rogan, who's our NBC uh, guy. He's our sports legendary anchor. In is town. he from the Blowtorch? Yeah. Fred? Oh, okay. AM570 LA Sports. Yeah, on the yeah. Torch. Nice. Yeah. The Torch. LA Sports. AM570 yeah. LA Sports. Yeah. Over the Dodgers. Home of the Dodgers. But – and the Chargers. And the Chargers. And the Clippers. And the Clippers. We got them all. <laughs> yeah. And we have an app for the Kings. Yeah. The the, the uh, Kings audio app. Is all there, the games are on the radio. Is there anything else? Audio app. Is there anything else? Well, yeah, what else you guys got? What yeah. else? Is there anything else? We got UCLA hoops and yeah. UCLA football. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 
Hey, hey Pops. Well, you're home of the Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all that being said, it's a promo. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know how they how it doesn't look bad. How it doesn't look like that one WNBA parade. <laughs> but I do remember the Kings parade, and I almost died because they made us go up on a double-decker bus, and I almost got my head knocked off by an overpass on the 110. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that, I mean, why you have your head well, out that on not the 110? That have not been tragic. <laughs> of all the ways to die, and that's all the how Kings it goes. would be like, yeah, this stupid sports talk guy died. I mean, otherwise our parade would have been cool. But, uh, <laughs> can you expand on this for me in terms of not one team, but two teams decided to to converge on on L.A. And if winning a Super Bowl doesn't impact your your fan base or the people that live here, I mean, why bring them here? Why why make that move here? If it's well, not going to be received any better than than what it has been, I'm not. I mean, it, there's going to be people that are into it, but it's a gigantic city, and what happens is rich people buy season tickets. They buy season tickets to Staples. They buy corporations, and rich people buy season tickets to SoFi. And yeah, they'll put on a Ram shirt, but they'll put on a Steelers shirt if the Steelers play in there because they grew up Steelers fans. I mean, that's just how the town is. Uh, it wasn't any different when the Rams and the Raiders were here in the 90s. Uh, there were always Oppo fans hanging out. And the Raiders was seen as kind of like an edgy thing because there were a lot of fights and it was the Coliseum and all that. And maybe that's why the NFL left in the first place. The answer to your question, though, is this is the second biggest media market in the world. And the NFL wanted to and wants to create a hub here. I mean, LeVar, you're a world-famous football player. Well, I don't know. How many that. guys work out in L.A. in the offseason? Not me. I mean, but, but a lot. No, a lot do. You know, I mean, I don't a lot. Of guys. That's been a big conversation today. I don't work out at all. Any time of the year. <laughs> it really hasn't been. You should do yoga. Uh, I should do something, but go. I, there are a lot of guys. <laughs> I understand the burnout, LeVar. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so a lot of people want to be here. Uh, the NFL wanted to be here. They found a really rich nerd to build it for them. <laughs> and then that really rich nerd built a big stadium for the Chargers, too, just to piggyback on the thing. And now the NFL has a gigantic presence with huge stars like Aaron Donald and Justin Herbert and all these different guys, the Amish guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. And they're all, in, they're all here in Los Angeles playing football. Does it really matter – that it doesn't move the needle here? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like the Clippers with uh, Blake Griffin and uh, DeAndre, whatever they were, Lob City. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody loved watching those highlights nationally, but no one cared in L.A. <laughs> I mean, it was a national kind of deal. So, and it's not like no one cares. It's just it, it's not like with the Dodgers winning a championship where right. everybody – look, even when the Kings won, I remember grown men crying and stuff because they watched it as a kid and they remember their grandfather and their dad and it's part of their own personal history. The Rams don't they you can't manufacture that with kindly media articles and ball washing Sean McVay. I mean, they're great, they've spent a lot of money, they've created a champion, but at the same time it, it's not gonna change the landscape of the town. Hmm. 
Petros, you talked about. And then no one just, cares. It doesn't. I mean, as long as everybody accepts that, I'm sorry, Brady. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. I, I just on the point you just kind of talked about about the LA being, you know, what the second biggest media market outside of New York. Um, the ratings came back, and LA wasn't even in the top ten. Which, you know, we were talking earlier. Is that a byproduct of the fact that you do have two teams there? The event was there, so X amount of thousands of people were there in attendance, even though it, it seemed like Cincinnati had a fair amount too, and they were still the number one rated market. Um, it, what do you draw the conclusion to how they don't even crack the top ten of people wanting to watch football, want to watch the Super Bowl? The richest people in my neighborhood went to the game, Right. Like right. the people that really wanted to be where it was at. That's what it became. Not really something to root for the Rams. I mean, I know Cincinnati people that went <laughs> to root for Cincinnati. But what does it mean? Well, first of all, Brady, I'm convinced that the NFL used the Cobra Commander G.I. Joe weather machine <laughs> and changed the weather You sure that wasn't uh, the ones in Washington? <laughs> I don't know. What, yeah, whatever happened because <laughs> I mean, it was hailing yesterday. So, you know, there's always some kind of side effect. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, there's always some kind of a correction in the, in the world. Then the birds drop down out of the sky. You got to add yeah, that that's in co- there. That's coming, a murder yeah. of crows. Uh, but first of all, it was, uh, it was a beautiful week of weather here. I mean, just gorgeous, and 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 everybody ex- expects that in LA because they watch movies and stuff. But it's usually not like that in February. So there was a really unseasonable week in February. I think the NFL changed the weather, so a lot of people I think went to the beach. You know, I think that's what happens when the weather's like that in the middle of the winter here. The beach ends up looking like Fort Lauderdale in July, and. I think that's probably the reason a lot of – and, the, you know, we have a lot of people that watch uh, – they, they speak Spanish and they watch uh, football, not football. Yeah. And – but they will watch the Doyers, see. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is – I think for, for, for people that are from other parts of the country that are used to growing up wearing a Browns jersey or whatever, you know, whatever it is uh, – Growing up watching Steve DeBerg dazzle with his play action yeah. fakes for the yeah. Kansas no City passes. Chiefs. Come on, yeah. DeBerg started. He's the one who started that trend. I know. I hate everybody acting like this is new. I said, dude, yeah. I worked out with Steve DeBerg Wait, in New De- Orleans. DeBerg started the no look passes? Oh, my God. Oh, dude, dude, really? You know what? Shut you. I mean, yeah. Come you, on. You I didn't heretic. know that. He I, came in in 2007. <laughs> he, he came into Cleveland in 2007 and what literally sat there and was talking to us about drills that he used to do where he would like have like different objects he'd set up and he'd like look at one and throw a no look past the other and he practiced like all this stuff. And what did he play 30, 40 years ago? Oh, he's a star. He yeah. smelled though. <laughs> well, I, I did notice that. Right? I did notice that. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not going to go that far, but there was a there was. You said you just did. Well, yeah, it's because I'm talking to you right now. No one else is listening. No, you're right. Uh, There was a there was a distinct odor to your point. (laughs) You don't go out there practicing the no look pass and dazzling play action fakes to Barry Word and Christian Okoye and Harvey Williams. (laughs) I thought I thought Uncle Rico was the the creator of the no look pass from from Napoleon Dynamite. Spastic. That wasn't him. I I just remember Deberg had that like slint splint on his hand for like an entire season where he had pins in his hand. Still dazzling. Yeah, no look passes. I had no. Idea. Hey, Petros, do you think there's going to be more people at the Rams parade or that we're watching uh, the OJ chase on the streets of L.A.? What do you think? Oh, oh come on. 
Chase. <laughs> what was that? Dude, that was I a was parade. Here for that. That I'm was a parade, up. wasn't it? That, yeah, that was a parade. That, that was, wasn't a chase. Yeah. That was a parade. <laughs> well, <laughs> God damn it, you know me, this AC. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? We have, we literally have, they, they hit the, some guy gave so much, some donor gave so much money to USC that they named a dorm after Al Cowling. Oh. <laughs> there is a hundred kids right now sleeping, <laughs> soaking, doing whatever it is young people do. <laughs> soaking <laughs> Al Cowling's <laughs> residence hall. Hey, Pops, what did he say to soaking. What did he say he to him soak- when he was on he the phone? A, I had to tell Matt, uh, my radio partner yesterday, what soaking was. It was. <laughs> And he didn't know what the, it's a Mormon thing. It's like a Mormon sexual loophole. And he didn't know what smoking was. And he got all like, "What? I don't know what this is." Like he got like he acted like it wasn't real because. Oh, hey, would Don Morton allow you to talk about that Petros on air? Who? Don Martin. Wouldn't he say something about? Are you? Are yeah, you to talk about knew that? What it was? <laughs> yeah. Like and it. then last night at the Utah State San Diego State game, a kid was holding up a sign that said, "Who shakes your mattress?" Oh my god! <laughs> you heard about they hire an, uh, another yeah. Mormon guy to jump yeah. on the mattress because oh, no. I yeah. guess if you're not moving, it doesn't if, count. Yeah. Yeah. They call it a Pop, jump humper. Pops, what, what did AC say? It's a, it's a what, nice what, what did AC say to the cops when he was in the truck? What did he they say? They said, and your name? He goes, this AC, I got OJ in the back. And they said, excuse me, who you are? God damn it, you know me. <laughs> and it's like, hey, AC, no one knows you, man. You're OJ's boy and you play D-line. Okay. <laughs> I just can't believe you brought up soaking, bro. Uh, they're doing it right now in the residence hall. Jonas, Jonas. The AC residence hall. Jonas, Jonas, what, what would Harry Carey have said when he heard oh Al Collins and heard the call while they were driving down the road uh, to get to where they were going? Now we got a high-speed pursuit on the 405. There's a Bronco being escorted away. What's OJ spell backwards? And the OJ spell backwards is uh, uh, exacto knife. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) We've lost Lamar. Uh, We have lost Lamar uh, here on the show. Uh, Look, I was at my dad's restaurant, (laughs) and I guess I could tell you more about it off the air because there are certain things I wouldn't want to tell you on the air, and we'd have to have a few drinks. Can you tell us on the air what you did for the game? Yeah, oh. yeah, for the Super Bowl or for oh, the OJ chase? Oh, I was talking about the OJ chase. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. was a certain A lot of people didn't catch the exacto knife <laughs> reference, though. I, I, I bang with it. Um, I just, just without belaboring the point, yeah. we were clearing out the shrimp from the walk-in refrigerator to hide OJ if he continued down the 110 oh, south. Oh, wow. Like, for real? Oh, there's a whole – guys, I, it's too <laughs> Wait, late what? in the interview – I mean, it's actually kind of sad. I mean, a month before uh, the murders, the Kardashian family, you know, the real patriarch of the Kardashian family from the, the tuna uh, fortune in San Pedro. Ray J? No. Oh, brother. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. No. Carson. I got it confused. I'm sorry. Uh, that's why Carson gets no love. Everybody's like, why is Compton and Long Beach always get the love? They just fly right over Carson. It's like, because of Ray J. That's why. <laughs> hey. 
Uh, Ray J is responsible for the empire, but go ahead. No, uh, there was a Kardashian family party that everybody was at. Uh, OJ, uh, Bruce Jenner, you know, all the kids, but no one cared. Their behinds were normal size. And, uh, <laughs> and I was the bus boy. And Bruce was Bruce. Yeah, Bruce was Steve. He had a I mean, a lot, of things, a lot of things hadn't changed yet, huh? Gucci down to the socks. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, I was the busboy for the party. It was in a private dining room, and the waiter was uh, Panos Panay, a Cypriot, smoked three packs of parliaments a day. <laughs> and uh, and it was very sad because, you know, um, uh, there, uh, the time later, somebody was murdered horribly, and we all were interviewed and all that. And, uh, you know, O.J. Simpson, we had served, I don't know, dozens of times. I served him and Nicole, Paula Barbieri, I mean, Lance Ito started coming in the restaurant the second the, t- the trial started. It was an eerie time. Hmm. And uh, so we were going to hide OJ in the walk-in. Jesus. Uh, that was before we realized his, you know, obvious guilt. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's a story for another day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. That's one way of putting it. This is why this is the most uh, popular segment on the show. We are linked with we, the, the old the- Greek restaurant is linked yeah. with two uh, – terrible L.A. tragedies, the O.J. murders and uh, Natalie Wood. That's the last place she ate before she drowned. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. My God. Way to stick the landing. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Cove, Catalina. All right. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Uh, it is a petrol. <laughs> back to bed. This party died. Sorry, right, Brady, uh, you were uh, saying. Oh, dang. No pun intended. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. Go Rams. Uh, it is uh, Sioux City Sarsaparilla. Sure, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Brady said, I'm good. Uh, get him on Twitter at the old P. Uh, this is why yeah. we never know where the conversation's going to go. Uh, Petros, uh, we love you, man. We'll do it again next week. You know, there's uncharted boats in San Pedro. <laughs> People don't know where they can go because yeah. they're not charted. Are yeah. there exacto knives all on those boats? No. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> all unbelievable. All right. All right, P. Enjoy the parade. I know you're excited. Oh, I can't wait to see you at the station. Are you going to be a little batch and do it from, uh, from the house? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that, if I'm allowed that in. Is way to go. Yeah. I love how he just called in. you out, too. Yeah, he yeah, put an A in dude, there. Get your chest out and come to Burbank, dude. I'm not That's invited. Right. Tell Kevin Figures to invite me. He doesn't invite me. Hey, he says I can't come. I'm invited. What's up, Figs? Come and hide in our walk-in. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, was we that a better ending good. for everybody? That, that yeah, was that was bad. good. Yeah, that, that was a happy bad. ending. All right, there it is. Unlike the soaking. Actu- yeah. Actually, oh, it wasn't a happy so- ending. You don't think you can, you know, if, when you're young, you can, you know, reach Well, out. maybe with a mattress shaker. <laughs> it's called a hump jumper. A hump jumper. <laughs> What's the matter with you, man? <laughs> What's the matter you with you, the man? Ideal, the ideal build, build for the uh, You don't like my hump jumper? jumper? Yeah. Hey, you wouldn't Batman. need to hire one of the homies in the 21st Street Crips to be a hump jumper. I don't think that <laughs> no, no. I don't do hump moral jumping clauses. Yeah. Uh, so what do you man. do? We don't I do jump hump jumping clauses. Yeah. Oh, you think you'd like want the best hump jumper that really can bend their knees and kind of get a roll going? 
<laughs> Dang. Oh, man. Um, oh, right. uh, we're uh, just off and running. All right, P. We'll jumper. do it again next week. This one hump jumper super awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there he is, the great Petros Papadakis. the hump jumper looking at me? Uh, AM570 LA Sports, uh, Fox College Football Analyst. Uh, get him on highest. Twitter uh, at the old P. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.